from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. They would never think of Friday, October 13th, 2017. And it's the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our still under construction Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffold. What's up, man? Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And joining us from Los Angeles, California, MC, poet, all around good guy Pal. propaganda hey, hey west west it's on fire <laughs> out national here. treasure it <laughs> is on fire out there that's crazy like not it even it's like f- an instagram filter outside it's creepy wow is, is it like uh, approaching your home are you gonna be okay no it's way far away but it's up in it's napa valley the way that the wind yeah there, but there's some in uh riverside or in anaheim hills too which is orange county oh and it's like yeah there's ashes all over my Man. street and car it's pretty crazy my daughter had to come home because she had allergies it was pretty bad oh dear girl that's no fun wow yeah man it's like hitting bad. all the coasts everything left coast right coast everything's yeah. getting pummeled yeah we right can't now. like make fun yeah. of well and make fun of is the wrong word but we can't look at like florida and the east coast and be like i don't know why y'all live there look y'all get pounded by hurricanes right. and such. <laughs> all that's <laughs> left is like right the states on fire so, like south dakota yes, is the only one left it's no, like the only see? place safe now is a habitat under the sea which <laughs> uh, you know the <laughs> technology is just not there guys so yeah. we're, we're in a lot of trouble hey, how come like we were growing up yeah. like old school like books and stuff like you there, there was like this fantasy that the future would have like underwater ha- habitat Habitats and, and towns and cities and they were like glass bubbles and yeah like why why didn't we do that well we're on our way with global warming we've really missed the mark our our skateboards are supposed to hover by now yeah. cars are supposed to fly we're supposed to have cities underwater like we really missed the mark I, I don't even have a robot made yet you know that's the, I feel like out of all the things on the Jetsons yeah, that right. was the most plausible right. right I mean I didn't expect a tube to shoot through my house that would like right. you know make a meal any meal I want instantly I didn't expect to live in a tower you know way up in the sky and, and drive a sweet flying car I would have liked all those things but I didn't expect them Rosie the robot made right. seemed absolutely plausible it seemed like the technology <laughs> existed at the time if someone would just commit to making it yeah it's seems like we got we get super excited over like amazon same day delivery and it's like yeah. we should we've lowered our that. standards yeah it should be we should be able to just print out some new shampoo or whatever well, i mean the jetsons they press a the button and there's a hot meal yeah i mean and we're I, pretty close with hello fresh yeah. or you get to just like on a conveyor belt get into a shower and to me i felt like that was also plausible too if you ever walk through an airport they got the conveyor belt walking thing yeah i should be yeah. able to put one in my house yeah press a button and the shower is set like you could program the temperature and water it's like the shower happens to you you don't yeah. shower as a verb the shower is a thing that just you're a car wash it's a car yeah, wash. exactly if they can do it for cars why can't they do it for people <laughs> yeah that's right. they, the, the priority the problem is the priorities are messed up is is, is the issue they're trying like, to solve they're making like, stuff that no one wants they're trying to solve like global poverty and and hunger and systemic you know issues no and traffic, trying, to, saying, trying well, to build a tunnel under california for traffic yeah. hey 
we have earthquakes. Yeah. I'm like, that's you're wasting your time. Right. right. It's it's <laughs> let's have a both and philosophy. We want to end, yeah. you know, global hunger. We want to end slavery, right. AIDS pandemic, cancer right. pandemic. But also, we also want a bubble I'd, city under the sea. Yeah, I'd like to be able to fax a hot dog or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's coming. 3D printing technology is 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 that's looming. Like the idea of buying a product that was in a warehouse and it's being shipped to you. Yeah. Fast forward, we will just have devices right. like 3D printers in our homes that will create the the thing. And as as we also know, biomass is you know they're 3D printing body parts right now. So 3D printing food is definitely on the horizon. Yeah. So like you just kind of hit a button and boom. And so the Jetsons thing is happening. It's just what was going on behind that wall was 3D printers. Right. Yeah. You know? I, I, but but I guess my thing is when I was a kid, I thought that lasers were going to be a much greater part of my life <laughs> than they are now. That's like right. I pictured lasers were going to be you know, pretty much everything I did, I was going to be utilizing a laser for. And I use lasers very little. And that's very depressing to me. Like the future has disappointed me because of the lack of lasers in my daily life. I had a science yeah. professor in my Christian school, sixth grade, that he let us take lasers home, like mm-hmm. li- like real big scientific lasers. Oh. And he would like warn us, like, don't look into it. You'll bring your eyes out. And so like I would concoct like, you know, those movies where like you'd set up the mirrors to like bounce the laser all yeah, around. Yeah. The room. So I would do that. That'd be like what I would do. Me and my yeah. friends would come over and we'd set up like laser mazes. And then you're always tempted to kind of look at the end of it just to see what, yeah. what just for a laser. second. Yeah. <laughs> just see what happens. Like he would be in his room and with his buddies dressed in, in a tight black bodysuit and just go Catherine Zeta Jones yes. for, like, for like an hour. That was always the dream, hour. man. Run it again. Dude, that'd be so fun. <laughs> we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, Christine DeMarco joins us. She has a new album uh, called Where His Light Was. It's it, uh, just released. His probably being God. That's right. It's a worship album. She's a worship artist. Oh, Oh, that explains a lot of the interview. Because (laughs) uh, it was not clear. And I wish I had known that prior. But, uh, oh boy, I'm going to, I might need to re-record this one, guys. Where his light is or was? Uh, Was. Was. Was, yeah. Mm. God's doing a new thing, man. He's moving. God's doing yeah. a new thing. One of our favorite songs. God, <laughs> God is you know, doing, he's doing, it. Yep. doing a new thing. Hey, also, coming up after that, this is exciting. This is big. Yes. So, you know, like if you listened to last week's show, you heard um, uh, part of Fun Therapy, a new relevant podcast network show with yep. Mike Foster, yep. uh, where he was talking to Jason Russell uh, from Invisible Children. Uh, this week, we are giving you a first look at our next show coming out this fall on the Relevant Podcast Network. It's called Relevant is Doing a Sports Podcast, and it is starring, no kidding, Jesse Carey, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Steve Carter from Willow Creek. Oh, we love Steve. And I got yeah. excited about that one. And <laughs> Chicago Bear, Sam Acho. A professional too. athlete is hanging now, out, we, hanging out with Jesse and Steve. Now, now listen, Jesse, you know that I'm yes. one of your biggest fans. But yes. as you look at that lineup of three people, yeah, one of these is yeah. doing his own thing. Yeah. It's like Jesse like and then the other. two other really accomplished. Well, still pretty cool. <laughs> Somebody's and got Jesse. Yeah. Somebody has I mean, to record. Listen, I'll say this. This is why this is a big thing. Listen while it lasts, because uh, yeah, these two guys are going places. One of them is in the NFL. One of them works at the most influential church in America and me. So, uh, you know, (laughs) 
while while they agree to do this, you're going to want to listen. I think you need to go Stephen A with this, where you just say outrageous, outlandish things that you have no That's actual knowledge of just to incite a reaction from people. I think that should be your role in the sports podcast. I, yeah. well, we, we, you know, we've been working on this. I mean, as Nathan Chandler can attest for a while. So I, I've, I've worked quite a bit with Sam and Steve and, and what I've tried to do is immediately antagonize them with wildly <laughs> personal insults. Right out of the game. Most of the podcasts, now, you know, I've done research into their family, into their backgrounds. It's getting deep and it's getting personal and it's getting real hurtful because, you know, embrace the debate. That's the ESPN thing. And I've taken it one step further and I say, embrace the deep personal insults and really dig into insecurities. It's good yeah. radio, guys. We don't even get to the sports. Jesse, that's my philosophy when I go to Magic Games right. and heckle the refs. Mm-hmm. I do my totally. research. I know their family history. I know their sore spots and I use it to my advantage. I think that's good broadcasting and good uh, spectator yeah. roles. It's, a, yeah. it's broadcasting one. Yeah. Jesse, now uh, this Relevant is doing a sports podcast. Is It's going to be a humorous show, but there's also substance. Uh, yeah. you know, we, we, as a brand, cover the intersection of kind of faith and culture. We're known for that. Uh, you know, obviously sports affects culture and impacts culture as much as entertainment and politics and anything else. So there's a lane there for us to talk about, not like recaps of this weekend's games. Yeah. It's more yeah. that deeper cut uh, kind of Grantland esque uh, ethics and other things, but it's a fun listen. You guys are going to have guests coming on throughout the series. It's going to be, it's going to be a good show. I'm just telling people, even yeah. if you're not a sports fan, let me tell you the origin of this show. Shauna Nequist said to us, okay, guys, y'all should do a sports show. And yeah. I think it should be Jesse and these two guys I know here in Chicago. In fairness, she did not ever mention Jesse. And she said, <laughs> she said, I don't like sports, but I would listen to those three guys talking about sports. Yeah. And it was Steve and Sam and Jesse. And we said, well, let's see. And when for last year, we've been working it out. You know, yeah. you've got a professional athlete on your cast. you got some schedule limitations. you got to right. work around. Yeah. Uh, it all finally worked out. And literally, Sean Anequist is the uh, originator of this idea. So we're excited about it. I, I will say this. And Cameron, I appreciate you setting the context for it. Because, yeah, this is a, I don't want people to think this is like X's and O's thing. You know, I mean, we're not breaking down game film. This is fun. And like you said, it, it explores those interesting intersections. And, we, you know, we've done... Uh, you know some development on it and and had some of the other uh, team kind of give feedback so Nathan and Chandler are uh, uh, not sports fans I would say um, I would say Nate okay I would say until about a year ago, Chandler, in huh. my purview, was the least sports fan that I knew. Like, yeah. the, like the, but now <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, getting to becoming a basketball like fan. Basketball. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, Nathan, who just moved here, lower than Chandler ever was no interest at all no interest at all and both of those guys and and I know they they have to I want you to be blunt right now you know I I don't go to sales mode be blunt they've listened to a couple hours uh, of of our work they were riveted riveted I'm gonna put words in I'm gonna put words in both of your mouths oh that's good that's good. Chandler, Chandler, were you riveted? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. And it debuts. And coming up later on the show, you'll hear uh, a, a, a piece of, of <laughs> yeah, genius. Yeah. You will be riveted. Uh, it'll, it'll be memorable. It'll be it'll it'll make the rest of the show just pale in comparison to exactly. uh, the, that exactly. eight or ten minutes. I feel minutes bad for the rest later. of the content we have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get into in case you missed it, I have a little inside baseball housekeeping news. Uh, well, let me just help you out here <laughs> on social media this week. Uh, there was, I would say, something that went pretty viral. 
and there are nine likes on it. I've never been part of anything wow. viral, but this was, uh, it's close. I, I didn't even yeah, know what close. was happening. At one point yeah. I just threw my phone in the ocean cause I couldn't handle just, just, just turned the, off the, yeah. What, what happened? What happened was our, our old friend, Calvin Kearley, he well, used to be per- on this podcast. A person that used to work at Relevant. Right. right. Friend he is. He ma- made the announcement <laughs> right. that he was coming back to Relevant. He was yes. rejoining our staff. And, and News to us. us. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke it into existence. He claimed his territory. It was an impressive. It was a bold move. And bold it worked. Move. In truth, he's a very gifted marketer. Very gifted. Yeah, he's coming back as our marketing director. Yes, he's back yes. on our team. We're excited to have him back. But uh, he was also, at one point, a part of the show. Now, that was a history that we... We had to prove it pretty well. If, if you're a longtime listener, and we're going to go back to like 2012 era, uh, thir- 12, 11, 12, 13, that era, Calvin was on our show and he might be mem- most uh, remembered for uh, the puns, the, the, the dry sense of humor. And, and when he would try to deliver a slice, it would always get him thinking. And if you remember yeah. that era, it was a, it was a golden era. It was era. interesting. It was an interesting era. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, we wanted to welcome back, say hi to everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, the Relevant Podcast once again, Calvin Kearley. It's like I never left. Now, you <laughs> did leave, and it's important Something to note that. Because, right. like, this <laughs> is just fair. a... You're like, right. Yeah, okay. Um, so, can you tell us, we had a real viral moment. It was insane. You tweeted that... <laughs> Uh, if a hundred people retweet this, right? I, we broke the internet. Uh, yeah, if a hundred people retweet this, we will. Uh, I will reappear on the show. Right. How mm-hmm. many people? And I want to tell nine, you, nine people. I was exaggerating. It was as of this. It was twelve. Uh, I wasn't one of them. Were you? No. Neither was the podcast. <laughs> no, nobody. Nobody, af- nobody affiliated with the show uh, retweeted it. Uh, and so yeah, there were. I would say six. I checked were bots. Yeah. Right. Three of them were me. Yeah. Just, I set up new accounts. Make America Great Again 748. <laughs> Thanks for that. Was yeah. one of them. So I just uh, I felt like there was some sort of appropriate response maybe due for the 12 people. What do you feel? Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, it, I, 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 I've been thinking about that and I'll get to it. But um, coming in this morning, you know, it's a new office, but it's it's great. It's kind of coming home again. Yeah. I noticed you guys took the picture, my picture off of well, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but it got me, it, gosh, it, I just, it got me thinking a little bit about like the things that I've done in the last five or so years. Yeah. Okay. But I've done, um, done a lot, Yeah. but yeah. they're not as interesting as the things I haven't done, Oh. which oh. I wanted to share with you. Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't please do. done. Yeah. 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 So I, I just, I just thought about uh, maybe five of the things that I haven't done in the last yeah. five years. Yeah, so just catch it up. <laughs> I just want to catch you up. You don't want to tell us what, you, what you've done I'm or where private, you've been. I'm a private person. You just want to tell us, here's five things I haven't <laughs> done. Correct. Done. Okay. Yeah. Correct. This Number one, the, the yeah. first thing I haven't done, I haven't moved to Nashville. Oh, oh that's, yeah. that's, that's exciting. Exciting. everyone. Congratulations. Way to stand strong. Way to stand strong from JV, JV Hollywood. That's what yeah, that is. Right. Oh, Jay Hollywood. That's all West, we'll ever West. call it now. Jay Hollywood. I have JV watched Hollywood. Nashville though with my wife. Um, yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. Riveting, riveting. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Chandler's review. Because <laughs> <laughs> he reviews everything riveting, so I don't know if you like this. It was a show. 
<laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I was in a. I was in a coffee shop in Nashville, and Connie walked in. Oh my god! It was. It was a moment. Yeah, Connie yeah. Britton. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was everybody. Kind of, everybody tried to play it cool. You know, because JB Hollywood, they don't want to act like they're starstruck. But, but every, but literally everybody out. was watching yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. She's I like would, the yeah. Angelina Jolie of Nashville. Like yeah. you know, I mean, she is as a list as they get in Nashville. Yeah. Yes, no, mm-hmm. that's right. Sure, I was thinking maybe more Jennifer Aniston of Nashville. Oh, that might more be. accessible. I understand. Mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I disagree, but continue. Yeah. I like to come in after five years and just pick a fight with Jesse. Is basically the goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that I haven't done. <laughs> Is I haven't moved to Waco. Oh, oh yeah. This is, oh, yeah. I mean, they're not all places I haven't done, haven't moved to. But I mean, with the whole fixer upper thing, and and Colts, David Koresh, and all yeah, those guys. I thought we were going yeah. Branch Davidian, and I thought, what <laughs> yeah. a strange reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, the great thing about moving to Waco is you can buy the best house in the worst neighborhood, and it's, <laughs> you can actually turn that turn that bad boy around. I yeah. I've seen some, they really work some magic things. down there. Yeah. What um, else haven't you done in the last five years? Uh, another thing I haven't done is I haven't gotten my Candy Talk podcast network off the ground. And I was actually hoping that maybe today we could light. Were that you fire. part of that travesty? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He was. I would say a third of it. It was, uh, it was you guys. It was when I was out of town. Th- right. For those that are we, kind of new to the show, there was a, ruined it. There was a little time when Cameron was uh, not on the show for a little bit, and we basically messed it all up. And we created a side <laughs> podcast that aired after the original podcast. <laughs> and it was called Candy Talk, and it was Calvin and me and Jesse just talking about candy for a couple minutes. And yeah. I will say, objectively, as someone that was a part of it, uh, yes. it was awful. <laughs> but we do love candy, right? That hasn't changed. No, so we, our slogan still stands: "It rots your teeth, not your brain." Right. <laughs> I appreciate Calvin's ambition because he doesn't. Calvin, you don't still want yeah, to yeah. launch a Candy Talk podcast? You got a whole Candy Talk network in the hopper. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole segment on milk duds, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah another yeah. thing I haven't done is I still haven't joined Snapchat. I'm not going to. You can't make me. Um, yeah, but you probably have, though, yeah. right? I have an account. I just don't use it. Yo, you got to lock down the name. That's what they all say, right, Chandler? Trademark 101. Yeah. The number one thing I haven't done uh, is I haven't forgotten my fans. Oh, oh my goodness. And that's why today I want to read out the names of the 12 people who retweeted me. <laughs> Are you really going to read out the names? Yeah, yeah, I love them all equally. Uh, at Susan Q 22. Oh, thank you. You're reading their Twitter handle at instead of their name. Amy 2832. You're the best. Uh, at Amanda nine two three one zero eight one one. Can you put some music? She in? took because Amanda nine two three one zero eight one zero was taken. Oh, I'm sorry. gonna let Chandler bring up uh, uh, probably every heartbeat belongs to you by Amy Grant. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I don't yes. want to miss any. Daddy. Uh, at Beth Beth underscore Larder. So oh, far, okay. all ladies, very popular. Yeah. Beth yeah. is a great friend of the show. I mean, I, yeah. well, let's change that. At Justin underscore Burr. Oh, Justin uh, Burr. At Douglas Ogden. Man, you're the best. At Harmonica Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> at Brian J Albine. <laughs> Brothers from another mother at Doretha Elvert. Cool name at Rachel J. Strange. Not that strange. Appreciate you at Josh Black. You're the best. And then the, to the people who just liked it, how dare you? That's just. <laughs> <laughs> that's the I'm just. I, I'm just impressed. Harmonica Jeff is on this train. Well, uh, yeah. welcome back, Calvin. Thank you. Uh, for, for those 12 people, you'll be excited to know that Calvin will pop in from time to time well, on the show. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, Eddie, not, Eddie will determine this later. Yeah, we, that was not, I wouldn't say that was your best <laughs> return. 
Do you overpromise, underdeliver? Wait, so it lives the other way around. I know. Right? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and put words in Chandler's mouth here. Riveting. That's what I call the last twelve years. <laughs> and to those ten people that retweeted, twelve, those, yeah, 12, 12 people. Yeah, I bet that's we right. might live the third undersell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining well, us. Well, thanks for having me back. I'm and excited. I, no spoiler alert. Okay. But October 27th, Friday. October 27th. Candy talk. Yeah. You said it, not me. If there's one time a year we get the week of Halloween, I mean, right. it, it's, candy's yeah. on the mind of, of America. Oh, hold so. on, I, this worked for me recently. So 100 retweets, and we'll do it. Not, <laughs> 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 I'll read every handle of every person <laughs> who didn't retweet it. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go through our campaign. Thanks All for right. having me. Well, moving Thanks. the show along, it's time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for. In case you missed it. Hey, in case you missed it, oh, this is crazy. 12 people uh, retweeted Calvin. Might want to re- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and here are those names again. <laughs> uh, no, in case you missed it, this week, the Justice League trailer debuted. And okay, I heard a familiar sound. This blew my mind because I like loved Wonder a Woman. familiar voice. Love yeah. Batman. But the music of the trailer yes. was our very own friend, Michael Gunger. How is that possible? The it's clip, insane. The clip racked up I've, tens of millions of views since it was posted this past weekend. Uh, previewing Warner Brothers next big action blockbuster after its release Michael Gunger revealed that he did the music which features vocals from the band uh, Gang of Youths and um, said this is the first trailer he's ever scored the teaser features a new arrangement of David Bowie's classic anthem Heroes here's a clip we're asking people we don't know to risk their lives strong man as strong as alone you ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. The world needs Superman. why I brought you together. Crazy. Dude, I gotta say, man, he is... There's a saying among, like, worship bands to where if you ever get to actually leave the island, and uh, I could say, Michael... You've officially left the island, bro. Like, hey, you know, you definitely threw a grenade in it. uh, Threw a grenade on the bridge. So, this is, like, great. You've made it off the island. Look at you. It's official. (laughs) He's really, really talented. So, my surprise is not in his ability, but it's just, like... How do you land that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, how do you, what do you just send like a demo to DC? Well, well, the, the other th- crazy thing, it's his first trailer. So it's like, I, I you know, I kind of want to start getting into like uh, scoring and doing movies. I bet, I, you know, I'll go for the new Justice League trailer. That, yeah, seems, yeah, yeah. that seems like a good way to break in here. Crazy. Good for him. Hey, in case you missed it this week, uh, Mark Cuban of uh, Shark Tank fame and Dallas Mavericks fame uh, says he's considering running for president. Sure. The billionaire not? entrepreneur um, was recently a guest on the podcast of Viewpoint, yeah. which is hosted by former Democratic South Carolina State Representative Bakari Sellers and was asked point blank if he's considering running for the nation's highest office. His response, yes, considering yes, ready to commit to it, no. He joins a list of celebrities who have hinted that they might be running for president, including this is for real. The Rock. <laughs> yes, we know Oprah, <laughs> Oprah and Kanye not, West. Remember oh, Kanye 2020? Yeah, o- yeah. Oprah's not kidding, though. Like she's so in control of her brand and she's like retweeted a couple little things that are like 
and she's not saying who, no. Who wouldn't vote for Oprah? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I literally think she might win with the landslide. I, I, I think she would, too. She's if you the had an Oprah Cuban ticket with Oprah at the top of the ticket, I mean, I don't it, think I don't think you go that way. I think you go Oprah and then she would get somebody with a, a little political bit, pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yes, like a Cory Booker. Sure. Yes. Or or even like a Hillary Clinton or something, you know, just yeah, like yeah. just somebody yeah. with like proven chops in legislation and government. And then See, I, I'm against as, that. I say, I say, get someone with no political experience that their main experience is in reality television because what could possibly come wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like it seems like the ideal thing. It seems like the ideal thing for a complicated democratic republic to do that's marred in numerous global conflicts and has yeah. uh, the most important economy in the world oh to put. Someone yeah, that has a temperament of a, of a toddler yeah. that his only oh experience goodness. is in uh, uh, firing people on TV. See, if you would have tw- if you would have tweeted that, ESPN would have fired you. Yeah, exactly. we, would have, we would have doubled down and given you a raise. We would have had twelve people retweet it, <laughs> and somehow somehow I would have been suspended from the NFL, which I don't even play for. So like, it'd be very weird. They, it's a preemptive suspension. For hey, me. in case you missed it this week, uh, the Roots joined <laughs> Janae Iko and Big Sean for a killer performance Ooh. of the song "Moments" on the Tonight Show. Uh, this was on Monday night. Uh, her latest album, Trip, dropped two weeks ago. Here's a clip of the supergroup performance. It was like it was mesmerizing. I just happened to catch this live, and I was like, "Whoa!" I was. I know we talk about this about once a month on the show, but the roots are everything, right? Like, really, they are the coolest and the best. So, I uh, JD and I were at Art Basel last year in Miami. It's in early December, International Art Festival and stuff. And I was walking into one of the galleries on South Beach, and uh, walking out was Janae Aiko. And crazy, oh, wow. and it was her and her little entourage, you know, and they just kind of went yeah. by, and I like froze. That I think I got so starstruck. Yeah. Um, and then JD was like, what, what was who, who what, what in the world? And I'm like, that was, in, that was Janae Aiko. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, why do you say anything? And I'm like, what do I say? I blanked. I don't know what you yell. I love you. And like yeah. she walks around. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. what do you do? It's the coolest. She's, she's awesome. She's awesome. That, that performance she did with Drake on SNL a few seasons back. Yeah. Whew, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Every All time right. I've seen the Tonight Show live, I find myself not even looking at Jimmy, just watching the roots to see how they're reacting. What do they think is funny? Because I think yeah. it's funny too. You guys are the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, in case you missed it, Cam Newton. Oh, geez. Uh, apologized for his sexist comments this week and encouraged young fans to don't be like me, be better than me. That's a that's a good line. Going to be a great president. It is, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of oh, Charles Barkley in it, you know. Well, well, I'm not the, a role the only model. thing is, I don't think you make a great president because here's my th- theory about presidents: even if they say horrible, <laughs> sexist things, they don't really apologize. Like that yeah, seems like right. what could go possibly go wrong. Yeah. So if you'd missed the story, in case you missed it, during a press conference last week, he was asked by Charlotte Observer reporter jo- uh, Jordan Rodrigue about wide receiver routes. Uh, Newton then started laughing or chuckling to himself, saying he thought. It was funny to hear a female talk about routes. He immediately faced a massive backlash for the comments and his dismissive attitude toward the journalists, including from his own sponsors. Days later, he released an apology video. Here's a clip. 
I'm a man who tries to be a positive role model in my community and tries to use my platform to inspire others. And I own, I, I take ownership to everything that comes with that. And what I did was extremely unacceptable. Um, I'm a father to two beautiful daughters. And at their age, I try to instill in them that they can do and be anything that they want to be. Uh, and the fact that during this whole process, I've already lost sponsors and countless fans, I realized that the joke is really on me. And I've learned a valuable lesson from this. And to the, the, the young people who see this, I hope that you learn something from this as well. I kind of don't, I still don't understand why it was so funny to him. Like even yeah. like there was we've seen other ones where I forget the the dude from the Bills that was like, oh man, I touched, I scored, he scored in so many ways. You understand what I'm talking about there, if you know what I mean. Like okay, right. that's clearly you're a scumbag. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, uh, it's funny to hear girls talk about routes. Like, why is that? Yeah, yeah. She's a professional like, NFL. Reporter. Draw the line yeah. for me, bro. Like, I don't even yeah. see the the scumbagness in that. Like, what? How? How is that funny to you? Yeah. What's crazy about his video? Uh, the video drew the attention of second grade Philadelphia Eagles fan Reese Emanuel, who posted her own video this week, showing Ooh. off her knowledge of wide receiver routes. <laughs> oh, Reese! And, then, and even included some good natured smack talk. The video has just gone viral this week, and they actually landed her a TV interview with former Eagles quarterback Ron. Uh, Jaworski. So, I mean, good for her. Yeah. So, yeah. Reese. Come on. Love her. Ignorant Cam Newton. All right. In case you missed it this week, John Hamm will play the angel Gabriel in a new apocalyptic series. The Mad Men star has signed on uh, to a new horror comedy series about spiritual beings on the hunt for someone who some believe is the Antichrist. Ham will play the angel Gabriel in it's called Good Omens, which is being adapted from a novel by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Gaiman's work is having a bit of a moment, uh, along with garnering a massive following for his horror and fantasy stories, many of which have heavy religious themes. Uh, the TV adaptation of his book, American God, has been critically acclaimed. Uh, the new series takes place in the near future when God is preparing for his final judgment of humanity. It's set to release in 2019. Jesse, uh, Jesse's heavy on the uh, 2019 upcoming release beat when he's filling out in case you missed it, if you haven't noticed. You know, I don't know why we would cover a show with an A-list Hollywood star uh, portraying a Bible character. Why would our audience care to know? No, That's but we could wait till people could go see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit on that. You think I'm going to sit on this news for two years? No. Just way. like a little file of no upcoming way. news that we'll get to. You know, that's all I'm saying. Um, hey, lastly, in case you missed it, Father John Misty this week paid tribute to Tom Petty with a live performance of To Find a Friend. While performing in Phoenix, the singer songwriter played a deep cut off of uh, Petty's album Wildflowers. As you know, uh, Tom Petty died at the age of 66 last week. Here's a clip. And the days went by. Like paper in the wind Everything changed And changed again It's hard to find a friend It's hard to find a friend There you go I'll also say 
Big uh, loss. Yeah, yeah. A cool, cool moment uh, at the UF game. I was at yeah. The- t- tell us about this. Yeah, I saw your yeah. t- your t- you were having none of this on Twitter. Yeah, you were not happy uh, about what uh, about what you were about oh, to the tell LSU people. Band. Yeah. So listen, um, there's a lot of sports rivalries, and you know, but LSU is the worst of the worst. And if really? you're listening, <laughs> worse than FSU. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would take a Florida State, generally the team, because Florida State at least has some modicum of class. This is literally, this is a true story about LSU. The last University of Florida game I went to was against LSU. Yeah. And LSU ended up winning on a a field goal at the very end of the game. And it was such a horrific experience having to be berated by the LSU fans that (laughs) traveled. I haven't been back to a a UF game since. (laughs) Let me tell you what LSU did and specifically the LSU band. Okay. So at uh, at the end of the third quarter at UF, the there's a thing called boys of old Florida. So the band plays this song called the boys of old Florida. Everybody (laughs) goes arm in arm. Hugs and sways. Hugs and sways and sings this song. Sounds terrible, dude. Okay. It's like a a gator tradition (laughs) for real talk. That sounds very scary. And the LSU band played louder and played over top of it so that nobody could do We Are the Boys of Old Florida. Okay. Uh, love I it. Even, I love I, it. I, I get that. I'm actually like, okay, it was kind of a punk move, but I get what they're doing. Yeah. Here's the problem. But see, Tom Petty, hold on. Tom Petty is from Gainesville. Yes, he Florida. went to Gainesville High School. Right. So he's, he's a local it. guy, and there was a tribute there. And they played at the University of Florida many times. So right after that, uh, there's a Tom Petty tribute. And so what it was, they put pictures up on the screen, and they were doing a, a one won't back down was the song Won't back down yeah. hometown legend. The words are up Morning. and the whole stadium is singing this Tom Petty tribute. Yeah, there's a guy next to me. He's kind of crying. He's got yeah. a Tom Petty tour a big, shirt on. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. LSU band starts, they do? starts to play again on top of the Tom Petty tribute. Come on. That was the moment they turned classless. The yeah. worst. If of the you worst. are listening or you go to LSU or you're Repent a part now. of the band. Yeah, the only thing you can do at this point is transfer credits and go to a decent school. <laughs> uh, because that's crazy that they did that though. Yeah, it was like pretty honoring. Yeah, that's a trashy yeah. move. That being said, it was really you, there were videos of it online. It was kind of like a sweet tribute yeah. until LSU ruined until, it. <laughs> until LSU ruined it, and then they beat us fair and square, which also kind of hurt. But yeah. that's yeah. not a part of it. Well, the, the only reason I agree that's a classless thing, but dude, they got a live tiger for a mascot, and I'm not gonna argue. Like, I think that's pretty rad. So yeah. I just wanted to be clear. I've talked about sports more on the show right now than yeah. a third of the sports podcast, but we're fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was basically silent during whatever we were talking about uh, two things ago. I, mi- I missed the end of that game. I was watching it and then yeah. I missed the fourth quarter because I went to the uh, magic preseason game because seasons start starting back you up. You made the right choice. And I know I did. <laughs> and and uh, when I when I arrived at the game, you know, because the magic know me for as the guy who yells at the refs all the time. That's yeah, okay. well documented. And, fact. Uh, and when I arrived to the game, which is my first can, game, can I preface this? Because it makes your punchline even more interesting. So last year, someone would hand you just a daily like roster and it would say, yeah, well, like, they still do that. They bring me box scores throughout the game. And at the very top line of the box score is the refs names for that game. Right. And which is a nice little like, okay. well, because then I would I cool. could yell. I could yell. I don't be like ref, bad call. I'd be like, Eric, you yeah. know, and then like Eric turns around. <laughs> I sat there. It's really wonderful to watch. It's really funny. But yeah. so then I sit. So I come to my seat and there is sitting on my seat, a laminated sheet front and back of every current NBA referees face and name and number where I could I could like just like browse and get to know their faces so I don't have to you know reference their jerseys as much it is really so, and front and back laminated I turn around I look at the magic's PR staff they're dying laughing because yeah. they're the ones who did it you know but <laughs> well and, hilarious. and it is a complete like it, it is giving them permission for, to you yeah. hey 
Go yeah. for it. Yeah, oh, it's a no, green they light. totally did. They totally right. did. Actually, I mean, I've had players come up to me and thank me for what I for what I do because they think it's hilarious how I yell at the other team and yell at the players and, or yell at the refs and stuff. So some gave all, Cameron. <laughs> I'm like, they broke the fourth wall. Now it's all in. Now, right. like, I yeah. can't. I I mean, you yeah. told me that you enjoy. I mean, yeah. what yeah. I contribute. I would bet this is the season where you get ejected. I know why you get ejected. I, that almost happened last year with Dwight. That almost yeah. happened last year. Security got involved. I know. And I didn't go to the next Dwight game because he's the one guy that pushes that me that line. Yeah. But there is a so the security guard was yelling at me. You need to go read the NBA fan code of conduct. And I did. And I don't do anything that comes anywhere near <laughs> getting ejected. Wait, there's such a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's online. I'm telling you, I, I don't think you'll be like kicked out forever, but I think that this is the year you get ejected. I think if anything happened, it would be because I had a physical interaction with a player on the court. Mm-hmm. Like I, I entered the court of play somehow, right? You yeah. realize maybe it is. by accident. Maybe I'm running after a loose ball to kind of uh, just like whatever. No, yeah. but then I'm on the court of play and they kick me out. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I something's going to give just like now, like this chill came over my body to think that that's going to be the game that I'm at with you. <laughs> and yeah. I don't You're know if you've noticed, but like I'm black and whenever there's like interactions with like officers, in an environment and you're next to an unruly white guy like usually the person that loses in this scenario is not the unruly white guy oh man oh no well i'm friends with most of the security guys they kind of think i'm funny okay so take care of me that yeah Yeah, that's all i'm saying is just take care of me but up to now the team had plausible deniability right but now they've literally enabled this this behavior uh one of the staffers who shall remain nameless told me that this year is the year I should sidle up to a timeout. They're like, you should, you should like, they know I have this coach's clipboard and they're like, you should bring it to a game, oh, yeah. dress nice. And you really should just like wander into a timeout this year. No problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Imagine staffer told me that I, now, like, I really want that to happen while I'm there. If yeah. you just so like, please Jesus, let that happen. While I'm there. <laughs> but prop somehow, us. somehow they still rough up prop and throw him out like DJ Jazzy, <laughs> like Uncle Phil and DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> no, no. Right. Prop taught us how to do it, right? It's if you walk into a place like you're supposed to be there, right. you'll just let you walk through. So that's, that's how right. he get, like, gets into his concert venues and stuff. He just right. walks in. Cause he's supposed true. to be there. Just wear some yeah. sort of like, uh, just get a bunch of like concert lanyards right. and just have them around your neck. Like you're supposed to be here. Yeah. What one one time I I had a rain stick and I went to a taping of the Tonight Show and I dressed in like a sweet black suit and a cool hat and I joined the Roots <laughs> that night because I looked they, they look like. Oh my god! Made a mistake of bringing a tuba, which was fairly yeah. noticeable that there were two tuba players. Hey, hey, did we get a second tuba player? Because <laughs> it was just guys? the one. No. Okay. I mean, he, he looks like he's supposed to be here, and then I just blow it as hard. Yeah. Yeah. That'll no do it for a, in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next. Slices. It feels like forever. Nightmare, and there's nothing I can do, nothing anyone can do about this. And, oh. 
You're listening to LCD Sound System. The song is Tonight from their album American Dream. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Wolf Parade with You're Dreaming. Um, cry, cry, cry. If, was uh, this if pick- I was in a Wolf Parade, I'd be, I'd cry, cry, cry. Was this picked for Friday the 13th, Wolf Parade? Yes, that's Ooh. a good, I know, but that's oh, great. Yeah. It, yes, Creepy. now. Yeah. It'd be Werewolf Parade, wouldn't it? I'd be pretty frightened with either parade scenario. Hey, this week's slices is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. I use HelloFresh three times a week because that's how many meals wow. you get in I have a, a question about them. Yeah. Are, have they started? Do they? Does their menu move seasonally? Like now are we getting Absolutely. into autumnal sort of things? Yeah, and you can go on the app and you can go like two months in advance and like select what you want each week because like there's the three that they've picked for you, but then you can make adjustments and you can get breakfast or you could do, you can swap things out. So we're moving into like some sort of butternut squash there's soup. Lots yeah. of pumpkins going on. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. No, it's actually really great. No, I, 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 I love HelloFresh. Yeah. The cool thing about HelloFresh is that you don't actually have to spend all night in the kitchen either. The recipes take around 30 minutes, which is a, a sweet spot. Um, there's lots of one-pot recipes for seriously speeding cooking and, of course, minimal cleanup. And then there's a 20-minute uh, meal now on the menu every week for the night when you really don't have more time than that. So hey. I like it. We're actually pretty deep into talks with having them sponsor the Candy Talk episode. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty symbiotic. HelloFresh Candy. Candy? They just, it's just a box of candy that they'll send you. Oh, okay. And just, like, how do you cook candy? That's pretty amazing. It just goes you know? right in your mouth. It's really easy. Unwrap and devour. Right, right now, uh, HelloFresh is offering Relevant Podcast listeners a special deal. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code RELEVANT30 to get $30 off. That's HelloFresh.com, RELEVANT30. You'll love it. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, I, you know, I know we're, we're, we're deep into this thing, but I'm, I have a two for a day. I'm going to keep them both short, but I need to address both of these uh, because they're both follow-ups and stories I care deeply about. Uh, the first one is a follow-up to last week's story about a pastor who has threatened to smash a pentagram that's going to be erected at a city park uh, at Christmas time as a way that an atheistic Satanist is protesting uh, the government allowing religious displays on public land. Um, this, this story obviously fascinates me, but a listener in Boca Raton, Florida, where this took place, actually alerted me that this story is an ongoing one and that the same guy erected a giant uh, metal pentagram in the same park last year as a protest. And there's an unsolved mystery involved here because uh, while uh, during the Christmas season, while it was up, someone chained it to the back of a car and yanked it out and dragged it around the park and drove off. And that person is still on the loose. He destroyed the pentagram. Why are you bringing pentagram news every week? (laughs) Yeah, like you brought a twofer. And so basically it was just here's part two of a weird slice from last week. And then you're going to bring a whole other one. No, just just listen to me. Here's why. Okay. Right, hold on, hold on. Is that, let me guess. Let me guess. It's something about a pentagram movie coming out in 2019. It's something. It's something about outlaw antihero, a spinoff oh. podcast oh. where I dig into this unsolved crime, and I I I have suspicion that Mark Boykin, the guy with the the pastor with the sledgehammer, is behind this from last week's show. Yeah, last okay. week's show. So what yeah. all I'm saying is we have a preview of something that I a true crime investigation. 
on what's actually oh, that's going to put me on the front lines of the war on Christmas and the battle between good and evil. I'm sorry. I thought that was pretty darn interesting. That's uh, <laughs> we were, Jesse and I. I'm sorry too. A little, beside, a little inside baseball. Jesse and I were on a video interview, job interview with, yeah. with a candidate yesterday. And Jesse was asking her, um, you know, podcasts that you listen to mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I gotta be honest. I listen to a lot of true crime ones and, yeah. and and so they were and they were going back and forth about their tr- passion for true crime podcast and i was like i'm sitting there thinking you know like well, we like to uh put their faith angle on things you That's know right. we like to like do the uniquely faith god crime. is relevant to this and so I'm, <laughs> as they're talking i was thinking there's a space for a christian true crime podcast there's a lot of pastor scandals we could do a true oh. crime podcast about all the fallen pastors. Oh, man. But, but I think there's a this lot of one, material. That's, yeah, that's a lot. But, of but this, is, this, is the, this is the entry point into the Christian true crime. What more interesting story do we have? It, it, it connects all the dots of these big themes going on. And there's a pastor wielding a sledgehammer at the bottom of it. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd, I'd totally listen to like a, you know, an anti-hero like expose podcast of Jesse of like, you know, exposing some of the most random, unnecessarily <laughs> exposing things. Like, that would be a great show. Yeah. It, it just, would be. I just it, wanted to be called, like, Here You Go. And it's just, just whatever Jesse, Jesse felt like doing for 45 minutes. Well, that it's most of what he does on Twitter. It's just a bunch of conspiracy theories. Yeah. And yeah, it's, accusations. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I've been, yeah. Uh, I'm a Russian agent rant. on Twitter. Bunch, of, bunch of rants. Anyhow. What's yeah. your twofer? What's the second one? Okay. So, so, so this is another one. Speaking of global conspiracies, um, you guys know my feelings about the dental industry, about big flaws, <laughs> about how I mean, we are, well we, we are being fooled by <laughs> dentists that, one, that we have to go there all the time, two, that <laughs> a lot of dental hygiene is just unnecessary all right okay so swiss economists actually they had the same impulse they want to see like how honest is the dental industry and i know what you're thinking well this is in switzerland how does this apply because it's a global conspiracy get your head out of the sand sheeple okay <laughs> what's happening there is indicative of what's happening in the dental industry all the world okay. so here's what here's what they did they sent a patient first off they had a patient that had flawless teeth zero cavities like verifiable zero cavities right they sent him to 180 dentists. 180. That's a lot of dentist appointments. In Sweden. Wow. In Switzerland. In Switzerland. Um, okay. Out of those 180 dentists, how many do you think recommended that he get one filling? 150. Yeah. 50%. 27%. 50 out of 180. That's still shocking. Yeah, you high. have someone who verifiably has no fillings. And 50 dentists, professional dental experts, said that he needs to get a filling. What do they do? Just get to drill a hole in a yep. healthy tooth? Yep. Yep. Yeah, they, the, they did the math on it because they're economists. That that would, uh, you know, the average cost of that was around like 500 bucks. So uh, all I'm saying is there's a racket going on here. And, and, and <laughs> I'm going to continue to dedicate some time on this podcast to blowing the lid off of it. Am I look? Do I have a personal investment in in the Candy Talk franchise? Does that pit me against the dental industry? Sure, sure. You know, I, I, all, the cards are on the table here. Okay, full full disclosure. I'm a Candy Talk guy. Okay, yeah. but what we're seeing here is outrageous. That is crazy. You, it is crazy, and and I haven't been. I, I mean, I'm not proud of this, but I haven't been to the dentist in years, and I don't seem to have any dental. I problems. pay for your dental insurance. Why yeah. not just show up? It's free. Wait a minute, I, you have dental insurance and still don't go. Hey, this is. The, can I tell you what happened last time I went to the dentist? Yeah, please. I went uh, recently. 
<laughs> I went recently and I was, I, you know, all this, all this stuff is going through my head while I'm in there, by the way, that, 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 that I'm, that I'm, that I'm falling into this web of lies. And, and then I got nervous. They know who I am. They know I'm one of these guys out there blowing the lid off this thing. So I, I, I promise you this happened. I promise this happened. I, I go, I go through the waiting room and everything and I am sent back to the room and I'm in the chair. And I guess the dentist is actually running late. That was his problem because it gave me some time to reflect while sitting in the dentist chair, looking at all of the equipment. I literally got up and left. And left, <laughs> left. Did you really? I got up out of the chair, laid in the front desk, said, what are you doing? I said, I need to leave. I know it's something wasn't right is what I'm You're saying. You're an anti-dentite. Some, some, my spidey senses were going off. Like I, I think when I was sitting in the waiting room, I think I heard people in the back hall like whispering and like kind of pointing at me like, hey, that guy, he's anti, he, he's trying to bring down the dentist. He's he's the one who's who's going to talk about these studies and big flaws. Something was up there, guys. Something wasn't oh, right. I goodness. got out of there. I To this day, I, I'm glad I won't know because it probably haunt my, my nightmares. But uh, that was my last trip to the dentist. It involved me getting up out of the chair and leaving. So, um, But people should know that fear is not founded. These Swiss economists found that the global conspiracy is so deep that even in the, in the, in the heart of Europe, that, that 50 dentists are, are, are going to drill holes in people's seat that don't need them. That should be terrifying to you. I, I am a trained counselor. Right. Like, I you went are. to school for this. I know. I'm going to start mm. seeing clients again soon. Like, oh, really? I mean, this. yes. Good. Jesse vexes me because <laughs> at some point today, he's sitting down at the computer going like, okay, big relevant podcast day. Okay, I got to bring, well, I got to bring that too. Okay, I got to bring a twofer. Right. We got to bring the, that hot dentist scoop. I got, well, I got to talk about I, uh, yeah. satanic statues. Yeah, somebody dragged out a pentagram. I, I loaded up the show with uh, news about 2019, 2020, and 2021 movies. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah. and now I got to go off I want people to get the full yeah. spectrum here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's undying. It's incredible. And it's incredible. It's what's happening. Incredible. It's but, riveting. But we all just sat kind of quietly and just listened to the whole dentist thing. It was, you know. Fascinating. Just, it, it, it's fascinating to me to, to, to me that you guys are so brainwashed, people. That that that, 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 that this isn't like that, that. You know, you just accept the way the things are, and yeah. that's the problem with you, Eddie. Now it's my turn. Yeah. Now it's my turn. It's people like you that perpetuate this global machine that uh, you know uh, that refuses to challenge paradigms. I just, I just, I'm, I'm stuck in rise a rock up, hard people. place because some Jesse of our the best only friends woke one on this whole thing. Exactly. Some of our best friends are also my dentist. So my dentist is a really good friend yeah. and I trust mm, her. Yeah. But also I am deeply invested in the success of the candy talk network. Right. Yeah. 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 Hashtag CTN. Yeah. Um, so it's just hard to know where I stand with this, but I, right. Anyhow, it's a hot beat, Jesse. Sorry. Beat. I, I am. Um, okay. Eddie, what do you have? Well, I, you know, I, I got to bring a twofer. I'm lying. Why would I possibly do that? Um, here is one, one slice. Okay. Have any of you seen Chandler? I feel like this is going to be your answer. Have you seen Rick and Morty that? Oh, per- I love it. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. I, I literally, Jesse, how did Jesse, we know? Jesse loves it. Jesse yeah. and I talked about it beforehand. I was trying to find somebody that liked Rick and Morty. Uh, can you explain to me that show? I've never seen it. So what's the show about? And also what's the deal with this McDonald's Szechuan sauce? Okay. So Rick and Morty is a, the, the show is about uh, a mad scientist and his grandson who go on these like adventures and other dimensions. And it's incredibly bizarre. Makes no sense whatsoever. One of the episodes they talk about Szechuan sauce because it was like 
I guess it was released right after Milan. Came yes, out. yes. <laughs> and a problematic a McDonald's sauce. R- right, yeah. right. Uh, it was released for a limited time. They talked about it on Rick and Morty. So pause. About going back McDonald's actually released this. It's this a, was a it's just in the, in it's a sweet and sour sauce. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, right. It, yeah. it was released yeah. to McDonald's. And so they talk about it on Rick and Morty. Right. And, and anything that they mention on an episode of Rick and Morty becomes like a thing. But, but, okay. but, but the context that they mentioned it in, the context that they mentioned it in is like the crux of this big adventure that ends up being a time. Tr- like the motivation was to go back in time just yeah. to get this sauce. Right. That was the whole point of the episode. And yeah. like, so I guess McDonald's recently re- re-released it or something like that. Okay. Like so here's the deal. So McDonald's gets word of this because they're pretty much starving for some sort of millennial attention. Right, right. And they also do a vegan you know they do a vegan sandwich now. I almost made that as my slice. Oh, really? But McDonald's has a vegan sandwich. Hey, you oh, can go back to McDonald's. Anyway, oh. I'm back. <laughs> um, so, uh, so apparently, so because of this episode and because of this, is it a one-time j- joke that they made, or has it yeah, been like, okay. only one episode? Wow. Yeah. So this one episode sparked. First, it sparked uh, McDonald's to make more of this sauce and like send it to the creator right. or a fan. Well, what happened was apparently some some people I still knew. had some. I like, like literally 15 years ago. No way. Yeah. Well, it doesn't and so, go bad. And Why wouldn't you? It's yeah. in a drawer. Throw I guess. In a drawer. And they sold it on eBay or something. And then McDonald's was like, you know, oh, well, we'll just re-release this, a limited amount. I guess. Yeah. They sent it to the, the creators and then sold some as well, which is where things went south. So the, McDonald's like set up this little website where this limited edition Szechuan sauce is going to be released. <laughs> and uh, on the current McDonald's menu, what are you putting that on? I believe it's a dipping sauce for nuggets. Yeah. Nuggets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Dipping sauce. It's okay. like, it's sure. like a sweet, yeah, sure, sweet, sweet and sour sauce. Exactly right. Sure. Okay. Um, but people went nuts. And so McDonald's decides, oh, I, we understand the youth and they're going to play <laughs> along. Right. So they oh, no. sent it to like a bunch of McDonald's. They said it where it was going to be, but like they didn't really understand what it's like when people get onto these things. Yeah, and so yeah. if you were guessing how many people would show up to say uh, a middle of Orlando McDonald's that are Rick and Morty fans to get this Szechuan sauce. Like, like there's one McDonald's in Orlando yeah. that has it. Yeah. And somehow online I find out what, what the location right. is. And so you get like a Szechuan sauce, you get a little poster. It says like Rick and Morty with McDonald's or something. Oh, okay. It's like, you it's know, like a little me fan. And like 50 hundreds. insiders, hundreds, a thousand, over a thousand people. Yeah. Wow. Uh, came out to different McDonald's and here were some of the tweets drove four hours <laughs> at 6 a.m. No sauce wouldn't even give us a poster. Another complained McDonald's. You suck. Only 10 posters and 20 packets to a store. And um, (laughs) so apparently McDonald's had agreed to a really, really limited release of this Szechuan sauce, but it went super south when I guess Rick and Morty fans showed up in uh, in bulk to, <laughs> to get this Szechuan sauce. And now everybody's upset at McDonald's and now we're back to it's a good problem though. We're, we're back to the beginning. So McDonald's says that they promise they're going to make it up and it just feels like they're pretty close to re-releasing this, this sauce because, sauce. because of because it. Because it was mentioned one time in a Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So crazy. And apparently the fans that's, are really that's, intense. That's, I kind of feel Rick like I got is though. It's like they'll say one thing in one yeah. episode and it becomes like a cult. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like I'm going to start watching Rick and Morty because it seems pretty funny. And to the Rick and Morty fans uh, that are Good outraged, we, we hear you. Yeah. We Good see for you. you. Thanks for caring about the important stuff. You, you know, that was the, the, the second time this week that a, a brand had an awkward encounter with like a cool television show. You know, the other one. What? 
Uh, the auto glass company Safe Light. <laughs> How in the world did SNL? Did you see this? I did not. So SNL okay. does a, a take up on the uh, Safe Glass Safe Light. Safe Light repair. Safe Light repair. They do a send up of the of their commercial, except yeah. it turns out that in the SNL version, the safe light repair guy is actually like a real skeezy guy. That's trying <laughs> to like pick up on this windshields on purpose. Yeah. He's breaking <laughs> the windshield so that he can like chat with this high school girl. Oh, no. And it's just like a really awful, gross, hilarious, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you kind of wonder like, they well, used, well, they used uh, all the branding. They used all the music. <laughs> did they just get sued or does safe light go like, okay, no, we'd rather well, have, well, did you see what happened from no, there? No, no, no. Tell me. Safe light, uh, <laughs> because the other thing is, the, the, and just to expound on your description, if people don't want to go watch it, it looks just like a safe light yeah, commercial. It's like, like perfect. Everything about it. Their logos everywhere. And so, uh, they but obviously the real song? at the cool. Yeah, they used the real song, the real uniform. They even made the guy, uh, um, Beck Bennett, who was in the sketch, yeah. they even made him look like a guy who's in like the Safe Light commercial. Like he's bald. And anyway, uh, so Safe Light, after it aired, <laughs> took to Twitter to say at uh, NBC SNL, thanks for the skit. Although we can take a joke, this one was a step too far. Our techs are heroes. Hashtag not cool. After that, someone <laughs> hit them up on Twitter and asked straight up, was there a Safe Light sex scandal that I missed? <laughs> Safe Light had to reply to that person, no, no, we don't know where SNL got the inspiration for this. Safe Light, they could have just ignored it. And right. like people would have just it would thought have faded it was just away. A, yeah. Yeah. It would, yeah no, but now they're out there like decrying this sketch. Like just a note to brands. Just let it even McDonald's like what you've done is you, you've created a problem. Instead, you saw an opportunity to create a problem. Same thing with Safe Flight. Just let it go away. I never would have assumed, I would have assumed that the joke is that it's so absurd that a Safe Flight tech would be a skis right. ball. Right. Like, I actually think it's probably good exposure for your brand. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a backfire on, on, on them as well. All right, what do you have, Prop? So I got one like this. Um, uh, there's, there's a social construct that you guys may or may not be aware of, but it's called black Twitter. Oh yes. Um, yes. and it's oh, not yes. so much like, yeah, are you guys are aware of black Twitter? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 As you should be. Okay. You're professionals. Um, so actually we mentioned this sister earlier. Uh, so Jeanette Ico, right. Mm -hmm. Who performed on, um, tonight's shows, phenomenal form. She brought out big Sean. We, you know, they're, they're kind of like the new sort of hot ticket, right? You know, um, they've been dating for a while. Uh, but black Twitter kind of lost their mind because yesterday she went ahead and got a tattoo of him, not his name, but his face. No. Right? So she got his face <laughs> tattooed on her arm and we all on her arm lost Ugh. it on her arm. Yeah. I don't care so, how in love they are. I mean, come it, on. It's exactly. Yeah. So we all know the history of like, you know, when you get you get an ex you get an ex's like name on your arm. Right. And you gotta figure out like how to, you know, finesse that into something else, right? <laughs> so or just like cross it out and write another name. Like, I don't know what yeah. you're gonna do. Did I don't know how you're gonna finesse a face, yeah. right? So yeah. her his face is on there. So we all lose it, right? So everybody's like, oh honey, sweetheart, baby, what what is you doing, love? Right? We all know Amber Rose has a massive Wiz Khalifa tattooed on her. No regrets. Right? 
No regrets. No <laughs> yeah. regrets. Right. A massive Wiz Khalifa on him on her. Uh, Safir, Nicki Minaj's old dude. He has she has mo- he has multiple Nicki Minaj's on his body. Right. Um, hmm. And just you're it, it just I just I, how do you fix a face? Right. So it went me down an amazing rabbit trail of trying to find celebrities who have other celebrities tattooed on them. Uh, <laughs> that is incredible. Just, yeah. And just like which one of these could could I could I connect the dots with to kind of make sense? And which one of these are just utterly ridiculous? What's wrong with you? You have too much money. There's y'all need to talk to Eddie to get some real counseling because this is ridiculous. <laughs> right. So I saw so it. So there's there's something that makes sense. You got like Rob Kardashian got his dad tattooed on him, a face yeah. of his dad. That kind of makes sense. Snoop has Nate Dog, a portrait of Nate on him. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. I could give you that. Timeless. Right. Yeah. Um, there's and then but then it starts getting like, okay, these are cultural icons. I don't think I would do it, but I get it, right? Hold so on, you have like oh, I have a question about Nate Dog. Did did he put the did he get Nate Dog when Nate Dog passed away, or did he get Nate Dog when yeah. regulators went gold? No, 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 no. After after he passed okay, away. Okay, okay. Memorial. So I'll give you that. But then you got like Odell Beckham. He's got like a Michael Jackson tattoo. I'm not going to okay. argue over that. Okay, so you got Megan Fox. She's got a Marilyn Monroe. I'm not going to argue that, right? These are memorials. These are like yeah. all yeah. time. People who have okay. yeah. Wale. Wale has a Tupac and Big. I get it. Okay, They're rappers. Right. Sure, okay, right. Right. right? Then it goes to the stratosphere of, okay, you're trying way too hard, right? And it is the one and only king of trying too hard drake right wow so yeah he's got a tattoo of little wayne now like his face now we're falling okay and the newest one is a tattoo of denzel washington what wait 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 but but what? the the weirdest thing in the drake the tattoo sphere is drake's dad <laughs> papa drake just got a giant Drake tattoo. Yeah, he got a ta- Drake's dad got a tattoo of Drake. He's still alive. Like what you can't do that. Earth? That's super weird. If your own family member gets your face tattooed on your body and you're still alive, that's awkward. No matter. There's what. no words. Stun silence in this room. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, like, what do you do with that? But, but yeah. imagine. Okay, imagine showing up to Thanksgiving right now, and, and Cameron, you see, you see your dad at the end of the table, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing, son?" And he like he moves a little. And he's like, "Dad, is that a photorealistic portrait of my face on your arm?" Like you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that'd be like, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. like I get this. I get like celebrities like are in their own thing. They can do whatever they want. I, you know, I don't care who he tattoos. It's weird that his dad would tattoo his face on him, and he's yeah. still alive. That yeah, just yeah. that just seems awkward to me. Until today, I had uh, really regretted my Calvin Curley tattoo. Right, but now he's back. <laughs> he's back, and it, it feels totally great. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> still regret the Chad one though. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Christine Demarco joins us. Listening to Mr. Heavenly. That was my high school nickname. Uh, the song is Making Excuses. Whoa. 
Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> just suck the air that out of the room with that one. That, that sucked the air out of the room as much as Denzel's tattoo on Drake. That's crazy. <laughs> what you picturing me with the nickname Mister Heavenly? Yeah, just yeah. You can't fathom so. it. Hey, can it's I actually, a big tattoo. I have a shoulder to shoulder. Can I interrupt the flow for a second? I just got a text from uh, Dana Carey wanting to know why there's a um, uh, a, a big pentagram ta- uh, chained onto their car. Does <laughs> 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 anyone have any information about what Listen, happened? Here, here's here's the real story. It's hard to find a good true crime plot. I may have committed a, I committed a true crime and I'm going to cover it in yeah. a riveting podcast. Like that's the thing just, about these true crimes out there. The stories are very difficult to find. I just I need mean, you to tell me what to tell Dana. I'm, I, I'm in it with you, buddy. I just don't know what to say to her. Tell her, that, tell her to switch to the burner phone and never text about this again. She'll know what that means. <laughs> She'll know what it means. A code orange. She'll know. She already knows where the burner is. Oh, yeah. She's on her way. Worship artist Christine DeMarco just released her new album, Where His Light Was. It features her incredible vocal talents and songwriting and focuses on an intimate personal relationship with God. Uh, DeMarco is part of the Bethel Music Collective and leads worship at Redding's Bethel Church. Uh, Christine recently walked us through the album and talked about the experiences that inspired some of the standout tracks. Here is Christine DeMarco. Where did the idea for Free or Not come from? Uh, well, actually, it, it was I think it was about four years ago, and I'm going through like a minor writer's block. It wasn't anything major, but I was just frustrated. You know, um, when you're a, when you're an artist and when you're a creative and you and you feel stuck or stopped up, it's the worst. And I sat down at my my piano, and I'm like almost banging on the keys, and I'm crying, and I was just like, God, like. If you had, if you could say anything, like anything to to people, you know, if you could say anything. Like, what would you, what would you say? Like, still today, like, what would you say? And and it was one of those moments where you're not expecting, you're really not expecting an answer. You're just like, I just need to get frustration out. And uh, and I just felt so strongly and say, uh, I'd say, fear not. If I could say it any louder, I would. <laughs> almost like. Almost with a slight sense of humor, you know. And I went back. I went into. I went back into the Bible, and and I uh, I looked up online as well, and just realized that there's about 365 times in the Bible we're told not to be afraid, and and it's it's because that um, there's there's mo- so many reasons to be afraid. There's so many reasons we can look at right in front of us and just choose fear over faith or choose fear over love and and just the fact that God still today like he would still say fear not if I could say it any louder I would like I would shout it from the rooftops I you know because um, it says perfect love casts out all fear so when Jesus is present and his perfect love is present there's no room for fear you know and and I believe that fear keeps us from actually seeing who God really is and seeing how near he actually is. Let me show you what I see. You can't dream too big for me. So get up, get on your way. We've got things to do today. Fear not. If I could say it any 
Bible, like in Joshua, where he says, fear not, but be strong and courageous. On the album, it's followed by Take Courage, which I know is the, the big single. So yeah, maybe tell me a little bit about that song. I, this song's really close to my heart. It feels as if it's, for me personally, was kind of this wrap up of a kind of a 10 year season with the Lord. You know, we were constantly growing and moving forward. Um, but it felt almost like a, a period on the end of a sentence. And um, um, I talk about it as if it's like I had to have the beginning, the middle, and the end of a story in order to write the whole song. And I think there's, there's not a human being that I've ever talked to on earth that isn't waiting for something. And whether it's sometimes it's extremely difficult to be waiting for a specific thing like like a child or a, a spouse or, or it's just simple like like it's something more simple like finances or or you know if I hope that makes sense but there's not a human being that I haven't talked to that isn't waiting for something a promise that God gave them and so when I when I wrote sat down to write the song um, I had already had the chorus which was uh, take courage my heart stay steadfast my soul he's in the waiting I had that part which came out actually of just a spontaneous worship moment and I was I heard the phrase I read a lot of C.S. Lewis <laughs> but I heard the phrase um, courage dear heart pop into my head when I was leading worship and from uh, Aslan says it to Lucy, Lucy in the Chronicles of Narnia and I started singing out, take courage, my heart, stay steadfast, my soul. And without even thinking about it first, I said, he's in the waiting and just sang it. He's in the waiting. And I almost, then I thought about it. I said, is this, is this accurate? Like, should I be singing this? <laughs> and the whole room, it was at the school ministry in, in Reading, the whole room grabbed onto that statement. And you could just tell that something ha shifted and something happened in the room at that moment that it's like we're all looking for, for um, more courage to hang on to our hope. And so when I sat down to finish writing the rest of the song, I sat with Jeremy Riddle and I just told him, I'm like, I, I want to give language for people to not give up. Like, what if your promise fulfilled is, is tomorrow? just keep going you know and don't don't start coping with the way things are hope in the promises of god so take Let's let's end on one uh, another a really hopeful uh, proclamation. Uh, can you tell me about Hope is Alive? That song uh, came from a spontaneous moment as well during worship, and I remember uh, leading on a on a Sunday morning, and and I started singing out, "Hope is alive today, because He is alive today. The stone is rolled away, and He came out of the grave." And I just started singing it, and then I. While I was singing that, I felt this. Uh, I felt just the power of the, just the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like just this thing that um, we just we read about, you know, and we, we it's our hope, you know. 
it says, you know, in our famous verse, John three sixteen, um, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's like the gift of God through Jesus Christ, eternal life. That thing, the death that no man could escape before that time. Jesus came and He died and He rose from the dead, and our hope is alive. I think I just wanted a song to convey that that we will live forever. And I remember being in some of, some of the darkest days that I've experienced and realizing that there wasn't just a death of the body, like that that my, my spirit and my soul could actually die apart from the Lord. And I just wanted somehow to convey that in a song and, and keep it simple enough so that people could sing it on a Sunday. Christine DeMarco. Make sure to check out her new album, Where His Light Was. It's out now. Listening to Destroyer. The song is Tinsel Town Swimming in Blood. Tinsel Town Swimming in Blood. Yeah. There you go. Good good outro from Christine DeMarco there. <laughs> <laughs> I got the flow down. I got the flow He's down. Like, I didn't specifically ask you not to play that in conjunction with my interview. <laughs> right. But like <laughs> just common was, sense. Common sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, it's talking about revelation. It's oh, talking well, about the apocalypse. Yeah. Well, we're fine. Got yeah. It. The, the blood moon and right. stuff like that. Yeah, you learned about that in science. Right. <laughs> I did. This week's episode is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. If you uh, own a business or are hiring, you know, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. And because like other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. And I can vouch for this. We, uh, we've used ZipRecruiter and I was surprised at the volume and quality of the candidates that came back. Yeah, I've heard it's like really good. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah. It's legit. Yeah. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, relevant podcast listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. Well, like we told you at the beginning of the show this week, next week, we are launching our newest show on the Relevant Podcast Network. It's called Relevant is doing a sports podcast. Sam Acho is a linebacker for the Chicago Bears and Steve Carter is a pastor at Chicago's Willow Creek. On the brand new podcast from RPN, they join Jesse 
for discussions about the intersections of faith, sports, culture, and social issues, and every once in a while, vintage NBA jerseys. Oh, yeah. You you can't not talk about that. Right. You can head over to Apple Podcasts now and subscribe or wherever you choose to uh, download your podcast and get the first episode. It drops next week. Here is a preview of Relevant is doing a sports podcast. There's a moment kind of happening now in sports that, you know, Greg Popovich, I feel like he's helping putting words to that we've seen across, you know, obviously recently with uh, the NFL national anthem protest and uh, different athletes kind of, you know, we saw it uh, a few years ago uh, after several different police shootings where uh, teams, you know, I know the, 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 at the time the Miami Heat came out in, in support of uh, the, the victims and their families. And uh, it seems like what Popovich here is putting words to some of that. It, it, it's hard to sit down and, and decide that, yes, it, it's like you're at the 50, you know, the 50 meter mark in a 100 meter dash. Uh, and you got that kind of a lead. Yes, because you were born white, you have advantages that are systemically, uh, culturally, psychologically there. And they have been built up and cemented for hundreds of years. But many people can't look at it. It's, it's too difficult. Uh, it, it can't be something that is on their plate on a daily basis. Uh, people want to hold their position. People want the status quo. People don't want to give that up. And until it's given up, it's not going to be fixed. Sam, let me ask you, man. I know I saw that, like I said, you, you, you tweeted this. What to you kind of jumped out about what Greg Popovich said in, in response to the question about kind of the state of some things happening right now in the country? He hit the nail on the head. He hit the nail on the head for a number of reasons. One, because he's saying what's true, number one. But number two, to actually be uh, a white male saying these things and acknowledging the fact that there is uh, that white privilege does exist, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a bunch of teammates. Obviously, I play on a team, you know, in the NFL, 80% of the guys are African-American. 80% of the guys are black. Like in my locker room, in my field, um, it's an interesting place to be in. I mean, even with, look at Jerry Jones' recent comments, right? He's yeah. talking about any player that disrespects the flag, has no room on our team. And if they if they take a knee on the, on the in the anthem, then they'll be benched, right? Well, two weeks ago, Jerry Jones was taking a knee, I, I get hypothetically before the anthem or whatever with his players, number one. But number two, like, I think people are talking about disrespecting the flag. Well, if you actually go back and watch Colin Kaepernick's first interview that he did when people first saw he started sitting down for the anthem, he consistently said over and over again, this has nothing to do with the flag or or the military. I have the utmost respect for for people in our military. Right. So I'm not disrespecting our military members. I have friends and family who've served in the military. So yeah. it has nothing to do with our military. I respect them. And as a matter of fact, the reason that he took a knee instead of sitting down when he first started over a year ago, he was sitting down for the anthem. Well, we met with a guy named Nate Boyer, who I know who played who's a Green Beret. He actually played football at Texas as well. Uh, he's, a, he's a friend of mine. And Nate went and he, he's a friend of mine and a 49ers fan. So we saw what was going on. He went, he talked with Cap. And he said, here, what's the middle ground? And, and Nate kind of said, hey, 
take a knee instead of sitting down, right? And, and especially as Christians, our loyalty should be second to none from a kingdom that doesn't have borders and doesn't have a flag. And that is, you know, that that is inclusive. Like we believe that our, you know, as Christians, we're, you know, we want people to be a part of this kingdom and not, you know, like, so getting offended over, you know, what, what are at the end of the day, like man-made symbols when real injustices are need to be addressed is, is deeply problematic. And I think a starting point for that is what kind of what Popovich was saying is acknowledging first and foremost, even if it's uncomfortable for people that biases and, you know, white privilege and systemic issues, exist so that they can be addressed and I think part of what those what the protests have done is made a lot of people think about that because there is a lot of ignorance out there I mean even what like like Mike Ditka said this week where he hasn't he doesn't think like oppression existed in like the last hundred years like a lot of people need to be woken up to that even if it's uncomfortable because in order to be addressed it has to be acknowledged I, I totally agree Jess I think that there's been something with the idea or the myth of safety and comfort and what's hard is I feel like the way, like Sam was saying, the way that this conversation began had all of the potential to open up a dialogue, um, but it became about so many different things than what it first was intended to be about. And I love this quote. Uh, it was this rabbi, this Lithuanian rabbi. And his name's Israel Salander, and he always says, "Your rabbi, you're a rabbi only um, when your people decide that they want to run you out of town." So, like you, you, when you want to run someone out of town because they have just um, frustrated you or pushed you out of your comfort zone, then they're your rabbi. And I, I think when you read the Gospels, you look at Jesus, he, he provoked, he compelled, he inspired, he allowed people to have kind of these incredible conversations. And some people didn't want to have them. And some people did. And it transformed them. I, that's what I get excited about with this is how do we lean in and have the right conversation in a peaceful way, in an honest and human way? Um, and not politicize it, not make it something that it was never meant to be, um, but get to the root issue. And, and I think Sam was addressing it beautifully. Well, uh, uh, finally, guys, for our last topic of the pick six, this is one that I'm particularly passionate about. And um, I feel like we need to address. It's that I just saw moments. This is a last minute ad to our rundown, by the way. So I'm kind of hitting you guys with a surprise here. But I saw moments before we started <laughs> recording that... Sylvester Stallone himself has announced that he is going to be directing Creed Two, which is now in which which is going to is going to be fast tracked for productions. He he put out a picture on Instagram, okay, and in this picture, which it looks like, okay, here's what here's what I love about the picture. It looks like he didn't do this with the studio's permission. It looks like he he hastily photoshopped a picture of Michael B. Jordan staring into the eyes of Dolph Lundgren. 
who played Ivan Drago. So, and, and it looks, it's terribly photoshopped. So imagine Michael B. Jordan in a modern high-def picture staring at a 70s Dolph Lundgren in the eyes and lurking in the background, in the shadows of this Instagram picture, is modern-day Sylvester Stallone in his cool hat just peering at the two. And the caption said, <laughs> again, it's, it doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't need to. You're, it's, we're just, he just wants to get people stoked, and it totally works. He says, here, Here's a, ch- here's a chance to stretch your imagination. History will always repeat itself in one form of another. Just got to be ready. Sins of the father. He just strung together awesome sounding sentences. History will always repeat itself. Sins of the father. Stretch your imagination. They're in no way connected. We can only assume that Ivan Drago was like frozen in time and he's going to back to fight like a 30 year old uh, 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 Michael B. Jordan in this film. I'm Assuming maybe it's it's Ivan Drago's son versus Apollo Creed. I don't care. I don't care. I'm just glad Stallone is getting his vision on film and that this is happening. I'm a huge fan of Creed. I'm not going to lie. I saw Creed. So good. And I, I'm a huge fan of Creed. And obviously, the Rocky Steps are there, you know, a history behind it. Um, and obviously, there have been tons of great movies. Uh, but Creed 2, I mean, I'm not really sure. And then you got <laughs> Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, you know, producing, directing. I don't know how this is going to go. I I wasn't in at all until you just did like a 90 second pitch, Jesse. I now now want to see it. That that Instagram feed, the sins of the father. Come on. (laughs) Legacy right there. Sins of the father. no idea what to expect what I'm in. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to make sense. We Creed was awesome. How many how many shirtless Vladimir Putins are like kind of (laughs) moments are there in this movie? Well, look at the poster. It's Ivan Drago. Who do you guys remember Rocky three? Like in the movie where Rocky fights Ivan Drago, Rocky goes out and his workout is pushing rocks around a wheel in a wheelbarrow in in an old snowy cabin. (laughs) That's his workout. He does it for like three months and suddenly he's like in great boxing shape. He doesn't have a gym. He doesn't have he doesn't have modern equipment. Ivan Drago is like in working out basically in a spaceship, like getting injected by Russian scientists with performance enhancing drugs. Like this is the it, it, you know, Stallone's just leaning into the metaphor and taking it into a, like an absurd place. And like I said, I don't fault the guy. He let him do what he wants, and I'm definitely gonna see it. That was Sam Acho, Steve Carter, and Jesse Carey. Jesse, congratulations. Mm. Well done, buddy. Well done, dude. Thank you. Stay tuned. Next up, your feedback. spiritual center of a great university, Duke Divinity School attracts students from across the nation and around the world. You'll find a vibrant community of students and faculty engaged in rigorous scholarship and deep formation for the good of the church, academy, and the world. The application for fall 2018 acceptance is live now at divinity.duke.edu. Use discount code DUKERELEVANT and apply today. That's one word, DUKERELEVANT. Community, scholarship, church. Duke Divinity School.
And two, Hawaii. It's it's not Hawaii. It's only one uh, one I on the end. So I think it's Hawaii, but it's all caps. Hawaii. The song is alive. Do they drop the apostrophe? Mm, I don't know. They dropped an entire letter. I think it's just so Hawaii. The letter's gone. Hawaii gone. Not. Just fell off the edge. All right, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we asked you, I mean, Halloween's coming up. I, we didn't even look at the calendar to realize that this week's episode would be on Friday the 13th. But uh, Halloween's coming up, and we asked you for your most clever Halloween <laughs> costume ideas. You guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorites. Jesse, I feel like you get to do the first one. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to sure. say that. Uh, yeah, go for it, pal. Uh, Jessica said, I'd like to see chop and steel, a chop and steel Halloween costume duo complete with sticks, tire cinder blocks, and tiny Easter basket. Jessica, that is a fantastic idea. Because <laughs> all, all you need is Zubaz and like a do-rag and a very, very tight tank top. So it's, it's a cheap one to put together. I would literally... Literally, it I would fly to Virginia to be steel with you, Jesse. Dude. He will <laughs> be steel to your chop. That is actually would, amazing. That's totally friendship. That. that is beautiful. That is that dude. That uh, greater love have no man than this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you read that one of the listeners, Natasha De Silva, actually goes to this Church of All Nations? No. no. Yes. Yeah, she yes, said, please no, read it, read it. No joke. Church of all nations is actually my home church. I laughed so hard. I choked on my drink listening to the slices. The best part of this story is that the display like it was erected last year. And one morning, the statue was knocked over with tire w- over with tire tracks on the grass leading up to it. No one knows who did it. I think we have our suspicions. But that thank is, you. It's going to be the subject of a true fry camp to try. Jesse, you got to chat with <laughs> Natasha. About you, you really nailed that one. You nailed that. Jesse. A true. No. Foiled again. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was me seeing Janae. I can't basil. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. I mean, you get so uh, excited. About Sometimes <laughs> fate aligns so perfectly that your mind can't even process. <laughs> Natasha, you will be contacted from a burner phone. She put a link <laughs> in everything, man. If I'm going to do a true fry, crime podcast, I'm going to do it the right way. And that's all under the radar because I may have not may or may not have committed this crime just for good material. So, <laughs> hey, speaking of which, <laughs> you guys are throwing shade at my look at all this feedbacks that's rolling in about it. The, the, this Brad had a costume idea that's specifically for the pastor in Florida dealing with the uh, 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 atheistic Satanist. Instead of taking a sledgehammer to the pentagram and potentially fatally wounding, uh, wounding Jesse, he should do a live nativity on Halloween. That's a great idea. You're building bridges, Brad. I like that. Well, Jesse, you know, say what we will about your two for slice. You are on the pulse of the people and yeah, I got to respect that. That's right. Man of people, I guess. Cindy said that someone should dress up (laughs) as John Mark McMillan and hand out sloppy wet Hershey's kisses to trigger triggers. Good. Like partially melted Hershey's kisses. But but wait, someone, someone else's, someone else dresses up as David Crowder hides in the bushes, throw the Hershey kisses at people when they least expect it. They're unforeseen kisses. Oh, unforeseen kisses. Uh, yeah, wow. I oh. wanted desperately for the segment to end without that one, but we oh. did it. <laughs> I like the unforeseen kisses. That's good. All right. All right. Well, that'll do it for your feedback. Uh, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier in the show, we were uh, talking about Drake's wonderful 
decision to get Denzel and other people tattooed onto his body. Really wild. And uh, and it, it got us thinking about tattoos. Uh, so we want to know for this this week's question of the week, the worst tattoo you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And bonus points is if it's on your body. Yeah, no, but you really have to have seen this thing. I want to yeah, hear. Don't make out yeah. something crazy. Yeah. 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 Yo, and and like double bonus points if it's a total stranger walking by and you get the picture of it. Yeah, yeah. do Send what you got to do. That's a trillion points. Send yeah. the pic. But uh, we also want to know like if there's any tattoos you've gotten that you regret. Yeah. Like, yeah. We will, Send a pic we will of that be, too. Yeah, we will be, if you know the show, we will be very respectful of your story and your, <laughs> yeah. and, and your mistake. <laughs> All right, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post yours at uh, on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Well, many thanks to this week's sponsors for making the episode possible. Remember, with HelloFresh, you can get $30 off your first week of deliveries by going to HelloFresh.com and mm. entering code RELEVANT30 when you subscribe. It's delicious. Mm. Uh, also, thanks to ZipRecruiter. You can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant now to try it for free. Post your jobs to over 100 job sites. It works. Thank you to our guests for joining us. Christine DeMarco. You can follow her on Twitter at Christine Eliza. Christine Eliza. Interesting. So now we know her middle name. She must have got on Twitter, the Twitter thing early. You know? Or maybe that's her maiden name. Yeah. Uh, her album, Where His Light Was, is out now. Also, uh, make sure to head over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and grab the first episode or subscribe to Relevant is doing a sports podcast. You will not regret it unless you hate sports and or humor. And I don't even think, I think even if you don't like sports, you're going to like this. Well, hey, Sean Anikwis said it's that's riveting. Right. That's what she said. Yeah. 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 Now, she hadn't heard it. No. But she had an idea the that concept, it could be riveting. The concept I'm was sure riveting. she thinks it is. Con- and she thought it was riveting that Relevant was willing to take such a wild chance on this yeah. thing. Also uh, available on LaserDisc. So yeah, pick, that's right. pick it up yeah, wherever totally. you laser yeah. laser yeah. this. Hey, while you're also online, go over to relevantmagazine.com and get the new issue of, of the uh, magazine. It's uh, out now. If you don't want to go online, it's available. Uh, it's featured in the front of every uh, magazine section at Barnes & Nobles across the mm-hmm. country. Uh, it's the last kind of nearing the end of the yeah. Father John Misty issue. So yeah. the new one went to the printer and uh, you won't be disappointed with the next issue. It's going to be fun. So you can subscribe today. There's a special offer right now available at relevantmagazine.com if you want to subscribe. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. October 27th. I'm Chandler String. That's Candy Talk. Oh my I goodness. I just want people to get excited. Oh I'm You just jammed a plug in there. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Uh, I'm, I'm Eddie Coffolds. I am learning that one. <laughs> new mixtape. <laughs> yeah, new mixtape. Yeah, wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a thing that no one wants, so we got to really promote it. I was going to do a true crime podcast plug, but thanks for ruining that, Eddie. I'm Jesse Carey. <laughs> I'm propaganda. All right, we'll see you guys next week. listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe just a that's well designed for passing the test of time I'm here to stay every hour, every day Every heartbeat bears your name
Thank you. It's going to be the subject of a true pride contest. 